our Father and our God, Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you again for the grace to gather at your feet this day to receive power and to be visited by your special grace and power. Thank you for your ever abiding presence in this assembly. We pray, O oh God, that you come in your fullness and in your power to impart unto us this day. We release ourselves and everyone that is in this auditorium to be covered and to be canopied by your presence. Help me, Lord, to give out that which you've ordained for this great assembly, even this morning. Holy Spirit of God, take over now. Have your way. In Jesus' name we pray. You may be seated. I thank the Lord for this church, this great assembly, for the zeal of the Lord, for the commitment and resolution and focus which I see in this place. And I thank God that Jesus Christ is indeed our Lord in this place. I also thank the leadership of this church and his team are venerable and his team for giving us the focus towards Jesus, towards heaven. And uh, I just think that if you are coming to this church and you don't make it to heaven, you blame yourself. Because everything is given in this place. The topic we have today, as you can see, uh, we have been on revival. Oh Lord, revive thy work, revive thy people. That is what we have been dealing with. And uh, today, we are looking at agent of revival, an intercessory loving heart. For you also to be an agent of revival, you also need to be an intercessor. There are so many ways to become. And the Lord has presented so many servants of God to minister unto us. Since the last three Sundays or so, a lot of word of God concerning this topic has been going on. Two Sundays ago, Simon Chukukalu was here to give us a leading that Holy Ghost as an agent of revival. It was great. And after him, we had our right reverend Ephraim Ika called that came also. He spoke on the, on the team itself. And the, all of us were highly revived. And last Sunday, Dr. Ebuka was here to give us a leading about contract heart. How it plays a role in revival. And I think we have been highly revived. Are you not revived? Praise the Lord. I myself am also well revived. Today, we are looking at intercessory loving hearts. It's a time to 
get yourself committed. It's a time to start doing something about all this revival that we have been receiving messages on. It's time also for us to start doing something, to start taking action. And that is the heart we are looking at today. Intercessory heart means a heart that is taking action. A heart that is standing in gap for somebody, for, for the nation, for your community. You pull out yourself to stand in gap, to intercede between your community and God, or between your family and God, or between your school, your workplace and God. You are interceding for God to help. That is what we are looking at today. And God will help us in the name of Jesus. And I say a man in the Bible who took such action and we make him a standard for this study. And it's in Nehemiah chapter 1. We read from verse 3 to 9. Nehemiah chapter 1 verse 3 to verse 9. And I read. And they said unto me, the remnant that are left of the captivity there in the province are in great affliction and reproach. The wall of Jerusalem also is broken down, and the gates thereof are born with fire. And it came to pass, when I heard these things, these words, I sat down and wept and mourned certain days and fasted and prayed before the God of heaven and said, I beseech thee, O Lord, God of heaven, the great and terrible God that keepeth covenant and mercy for them that love him and observe his commandments. Let thy ears now be attentive and thy eyes open that thou mayest hear the prayer of thy servant which I pray before thee now, day and night, for the children of Israel, thy servants, and, and confess the sins of the children of Israel, which we have sinned against thee. Both I and my father's house have sinned. We have dealt corruptly against thee, and have not kept the commandments, nor the statutes, nor the judgment, with thou commandest thy servant Moses. Remember, I beseech thee, the word that thou commandest thy servant Moses, saying, If ye transgress, I will scatter you abroad among the nations. But if ye return unto me, and keep my commandments, and do them, though there were of you cast out unto the utmost part of heaven, yet will I gather them. From hand, from thence, and we bring them unto the place that I have chosen to set my name there. That is the word of God, and that is our basis for the study today. You know, when Nehemiah had the breaking news that the, of the affliction of the people of Israel, I had the words of Jerusalem were broken down and gates burned with fire. What did he do? He took action as an intercessor. And that is what is expected of us, the Christians, the believers, 
to take action when we hear certain news. After Nehemiah had this news, he did something. Look at what he did. Number one, he sat down and wept. He developed a burden. And every intercessor must develop a burden before you begin to intercede. If those things he had made no meaning to him, he wouldn't have done anything. He would have relaxed. He would have gone ahead doing what he was doing. But he sat down. He wept. He mourned. Look at, and he fasted. And also he prayed unto God. He first of all developed a burden. And after developing the burden, he began to fast. He began to pray. In other words, Nehemiah took action. He did something. And that is what is lacking in the church today. You have had something. You have had a news. This situation is even happening in Nigeria today. The walls of Nigeria have been broken down. The people are scattered. What have you done? As a Christian, as a believer, Nehemiah sat down, he mourned, he began to take action, he began to intercede. It was during his intercession that even the king, under whom he, he served as a slave, got alerted and began to do something concerning what Nehemiah was mourning for. And Nehemiah prayed. The next thing is that he prayed. He prayed a prayer reminding God of certain things. He said, O God of heaven that keepeth covenant and mercy. He reminded God. And, and he now was calling God's attention. And again he confessed the sins of Israel. And he included himself. The sins which I and my father's house which we have committed. He didn't say the sins of, of, uh, of Israel or sins of those people. He included himself. That's an intercessory heart. And he said that they have dealt with God corruptly. Just like the church, even today. We have dealt with God corruptly. And he confessed it. In other words, he confessed the sins of their nation, the sins of the church, the sins that any area that pertained, he confessed all of them. He reminded God what God said. God said, if we, that if we transgress, that he will scatter us. But if we return unto him and keep his commandment and do them, he will gather us again and place us in a place where he has chosen for his name. And that is the stage we are. God has really scattered the church. God has really scattered us. And it is now for us to come back. As intercessors. As in repentance. Coming back to God. Asking him. To look down from heaven. And have mercy. And so. Let us now look quickly at the qualities of. An intercessor. As we have seen from this. Book of Nehemiah, chapter 1. An intercessor must develop burden. If you are an intercessor or you want to become an intercessor, and I believe many of us will become from today, 
you first of all develop burden. You must identify something that worries you. And you develop burden about it. The next is that an intercessor must be born again. And he must strive to keep his born again. Do you know you can get born again? <laughs> but you must strive. You must make effort to keep it. If you don't keep your born again, it will run away. Born again can disappear. It can be polluted. It can be vandalized. It can be insulted. And so you strive to keep your born again. And that is exactly how do you keep it? <laughs> you remember the commandments of God and do them. You just keep doing the commandment of God no matter where you are, no matter what you are doing. In all your duty, you do the commandment of God there. That is how to maintain born again. Um, uh, um, an intercessor also must be a covenant person. God is God of covenant. And so, he, he, uh, to, for you to be an intercessor, you must be a covenant keeper. A covenant keeper is somebody that is conscious of what God said. And he will not break it. Then you are a covenant keeper. Holiness. You must keep, live a holy life for you to be an intercessor. Of course, if you are not holy and you begin to intercede, God will just not listen to you. So, intercessors must keep covenant and they must be holy. Look at what the Bible said in Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 1. And that is the basis of everything God does. God gives a condition in all that he deals with us. In that place he said, it shall come to pass, if thou shalt hearken diligently. The Bible was careful to choose these words. If you shall hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord your God, and observe to do all his commandments and statutes and judgment, then, it's only then, it's only after that, that the blessings of God will follow. It's only after that that you can be an intercessor. It's only after that you can be a priest of God that pray for other people. It's only after that you can be said to be born again. If you diligently hearken unto the voice of the Lord and do them, observe them and do them. That is the proviso in everything that we do about and with God. An intercessor must be a man of faith. <laughs> faith in God. Serious faith. Nobody can convince you that there is no, no God or that there are things God cannot do. We already know that God can do all things. And there is nothing to have for God to do. An intercessor must believe that completely. He must never be a doubting person. Then, an intercessor also must be a man of integrity and spirituality. He's a man that fellow man can trust. And God can trust. If 
If your fellow man cannot trust you, you cannot be an intercessor. If God cannot trust you, you cannot be an intercessor. An intercessor also must be a man of passion. A man of passion full of Holy Ghost. Who demand and desire to have God's company always. In fact, intercessors always go as if they are walking with God. As if God is by their side. And that is, so they will be telling God, look at this situation. Help me. Help me about it. Put away this evil in our life. He's, he believes that God is there. So that is the way intercessors go. I will give you an example of a few intercessors that God used in the Bible. And you will see that they have these qualities. One of them is Moses. Moses said, if you will not go with me, I will not go. Moses desired the company of God. And in fact, he does not take a step except the cloud comes down. If you read their journey to the promised land, it's only when that happens, then Moses knows that God is, is with him. Then he will command the people to begin to move. And they will move. So an intercessor cannot go without God's presence. And there are many other intercessors that have showcased this thing that I'm saying. One of them is Demo Shakarian, the founder of Food Gospel Businessman Fellowship International. He, he said, I will get up into my living room and go down on my knees. I will not get up until I hear from God. That is an intercessor. He was asking God to intervene concerning his fellowship. The time he was starting this uh, Food Gospel Businessman Fellowship International, he was having challenges. And one day, he just rose up and went into his room. And say, I'm not getting up from here until I hear from God. Brother, do you know, for taking that decision, <laughs> before he, as soon as he got into the room, the Spirit of God came and he got the vision. He didn't even waste time again. He didn't even spend the whole day he wanted to spend. Because he had made up his mind that he cannot go. A, a step out of this place unless he hears from God. That is an intercessor. That's an intercessory spirit. Joseph was another man that was an intercessor. You know, Joseph had a dream where his parents and his brothers were bound down to him and they developed a lot of jealousy against Joseph and they sold him and they wanted to do away with him. But Joseph himself knew that he had an encounter with God. And Joseph knew that God was with him. That he's working with God. So he didn't bother about what his brothers were doing. He was interested in God. And where he got to the place where he was serving Potiphar's house. And Potiphar offered, Potiphar's wife offered him what, we, what I call a, a, a rat poison. And he said, no, I will not do this. I will not do this evil in the presence of God. Who told him that the presence of God is there? That's an intercessory spirit. An intercessor knows 
that God is with him. And there are things he cannot do. He was in a different land, though, in a slave land. But he, he knew that that God that appeared to him in dream was still with him, even in that place. And so, when that expensive offer came, an expensive expression that I love you, you know, I used to tell my students, somebody is telling you I love you, and they want to take you to bed, he's giving you poison. It's just like when you want to kill rats, you get fish. You normally hide your fish from where rat we see, isn't it? But that day you went to kill rat, you now bring a fish. You know, rat like fish. You just put poison on it and present it in a plate. The rat will come and say, ah, this madam, she forgot fish on the plate. He will bounce on the fish and eat. After eating the fish, the rat will just go to one corner and die. And so, I tell my students, when, they, when the, anybody said, let me sleep with you because I love you, he's giving you a rat poison. If he does that, you are dead. You are finished. And so, nobody who is an intercessor will take rat poison. We go into that direction. And that was exactly what Joseph did. He refused completely. An intercessor is ready to take the blame. An intercessor is ready to suffer. An intercessor is ready to fast and mourn and weep. Pains, all the pains. An intercessor is ready to take it in order to bring about what he wants. That is the spirit God is asking us to develop from today. Praise the Lord. An intercessor is ready to take punishment and buffeting and pains. An intercessor is a man of covenant. I don't know if God has people like that in this place. Who we from today? You can determine. Let me intercede concerning this matter. Let me intercede concerning this matter. And let me take care that everything that will dissuade me from becoming an intercessor, I will avoid it. Many of us here are born again. Yes. Many of us are full of Holy Ghost. Many of us are tongue speaking. And that's why I like this church. It's a great church. And so, many of you are qualified to be an intercessor. And if you are not an intercessor, you should start thinking about it. You should begin to develop it. Because God is using intercessors to solve problems. God uses intercessors to solve the problem of the world. To solve the problem of family. To solve the problem of the office where you are even working. The place you are working. God is depending on you to use you to solve the problem there. So, intercessors are very important. And so, the intercessors like Moses, like Demo Shakaria, like Joseph, like Joshua, all of them, God used them to bring revival and to bring a change in so many things. Jesus himself, 
Also an intercessor. Don't you know? I know you know. In Luke chapter 4 verse 1. Let's look at it. Although I will abridge it so that I gain time to finish. Because I know today is Holy Communion. In Luke chapter 4 verse 1. Jesus, after 40 days of fasting, was tempted to break covenant with God by Satan. He told him, if you are son of God. You know, Satan knows how to tell somebody something that will make you to make mistake. If you are son of God. Did Jesus know, not know that he is son of God? Jesus knew. But he's not telling him, if you, if you know you are. Which means, he wanted to arouse Jesus to begin to, to show him that he is. And to begin to obey what Satan said. And so, make this bread, stone, to become bread. And Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, so leave that one. He now took him to a high mountain and told, and told Jesus, Ah, you showed him all the splendor of the earth and told him, If you bow down to me, I will give you all these things. <laughs> Jesus replied that one just with one sentence, Get behind me. Come on. Get out of this place. That's an intercessory heart. That is a heart that is focused. That is a heart that is in company with God. If Jesus had obeyed any of these things, Jesus would have broken a covenant with God. It means Jesus is obeying Satan. And, and whoever you obey is your master. And so, I want to also tell all of us, this Satan is moving around. He's talking to us so many things in so many ways. If you are not careful... You wouldn't even know when you break a covenant. You simply will just do something that Satan is telling you to do. And that will become a terrible thing. Do you know that most politicians and many civil servants that are looking for big position, many of them have broken this covenant based on, on Satan taking them to high mountain and showing them the position. If you become this director... You will, you will, you be great. Just serve me. And many civil servants entered into occultism. They have obeyed what Satan told them. And many of the politicians, <laughs> that one of the politicians is, is so easy that it's, a, it's almost a rule. Oh, you want to become this? You want to become that? Now come, come through this way. So it is that same mountain. That Satan is taking everybody, showing him the position, showing him the splendor of the earth, and they, I want you to bow to him. And many people are bowing. But we the intercessors we will not bow in the name of Jesus. I say you will not bow in the name of Jesus. And so, brethren, when Jesus now defeated Satan, the Bible said. He returned in the power of the Holy Ghost. And his fame went out in all the regions. As soon as you defeat Satan, as soon as you refuse to take those offers, your fame will come up. Your promotion will come up. That promotion, God is waiting for somebody to have it. 
And if you are not careful, you make a mistake. And you will not get your promotion. For me, I will get my promotion. Say it to yourself. For me, I will get my promotion. So you will not, you will not agree to what Satan is saying. And so when we overcome the enemy, there is a lifting up. Again, let me show you something in Daniel chapter 3 verse 14. Daniel chapter 3 verse 14. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, you know that story. <laughs> they said unto King Nebuchadnezzar, We are not careful to answer you in this matter. <laughs> Look at slave boys talking to King Nebuchadnezzar. That matter is serious. Though. I don't know if I'll be able to do that. Though. Do you know what they are saying? We can answer you roughly without respect in this matter. As far as this case is concerned, to worship your golden image, we will answer you roughly. We will answer you without respect. That's exactly... They say, even if our God will not save us, we will die. Rather than worship your golden image. I don't know if we have men and women of this kind of faith, of this kind of faith in our generation. But I think we do. God will help us, even if we don't, it will come today. In the name of Jesus. In Daniel chapter 6 also, <laughs> you know, they, they connect against Daniel. They know that Daniel pray three times every day. And he's a covenant. He's in covenant with God. And he prays, and they wanted him to break this covenant. They, they now made a decree that nobody should pray for 30 days only. You know, Satan is very tricky. I was, when I was just reading this, I said, Ow. Maybe if it were me, self, that time, I would say only 30 days. Okay, let me not pray. God will, God will understand. Let me not pray for 30 days. After 30 days, I will do night vigil. I will do midnight. I will speak in tongues. I will cover up. <laughs> but not for Daniel. Praise the Lord. The man with an intercessory heart. And he said, after they signed the decree, that if any man prays, they will throw him into the den of lion. <laughs> Then he went back and continued to pray three times as usual. He defied that order. And they now got hold of him and threw him into the den of lion. Do you know, that drama in the den of lion still baffles me today when I think about it. When Daniel entered the den of lion, there was fear in the whole den that lions became sick. All the lions became sick. Because a man came into the den with the, with the company of Messiah, with the company of the lion of the tribe of Judah. The lion that came into the lion den was greater than all the lions that were there. Praise the Lord. And so all the lions became afraid. They started running. They became sick. In fact, I compare this, that, the thing that happened in the lion den with what happened in the day that, uh, that Sarah was taken 
in king, into the king Abimelech's house. Everybody in the house became sick when Sarah came in because Abimelech took Sarah with a view to sleep with her. And sickness came. The whole house was sick. And nobody could move when Sarah entered. The same thing happened when Daniel entered into the den of lion. All the lions became sick. And till morning, when they brought Daniel out, and now they now began to throw these other people inside, those that connived against him, they began to throw them into the den of lion. What happened? The lion said, hey, this is the type we want. Not that type you brought the other time. And they began to eat because they were hungry. They had been fasting since Daniel came. And they now the appetite changed. And they began to enjoy themselves. Praise the Lord. Brethren, if you become an intercessor and you begin to follow God seriously, when you enter the camp of your enemy, all of them will become sick. The enemy will not harm you. When the enemy confronts you on the way, they will become sick. They will become bizarre. And they will not be able to do anything to you. So brethren, let us strive to maintain our relationship with God. Let us discard all frivolities. In Exodus chapter 19 verse 4, the Bible says, If you will obey my voice indeed, and keep my covenant, then you shall be a peculiar treasure. Daniel was a peculiar treasure. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, when they were thrown into the fire, they were peculiar treasure. Fire could not burn them. Lion could not eat Daniel. And that is how God has, if you will obey my voice indeed, and keep my covenant, then you shall be a peculiar treasure. Unto me, above all people of the earth, for the earth is mine. That is the, the word of the Lord. And so, let me show you something. In Joshua chapter 5 verse 13. Joshua chapter 5 verse 13. To show you that the Lord is with every intercessor. Whoever is an intercessor, God is standing by your side. That place describes this scenario. As Joshua approached Jericho, he saw a man standing over against him with a sword drawn. Joshua said unto him, Are thou for us or for our adversaries? He said, No, but as captain of the host of the Lord, I am come. Jesus is that man that was waiting for Joshua to arrive Jericho. Because the, the wall of Jericho must be beaten down. And the people of Israel must pass on. And so Joshua as an intercessor was coming. Ah, this, this captain of the host even had gone ahead of him to wait for him. And brethren, I want to tell you that every intercessor, every intercessor, if you have a project of God, you are going for it. This captain of the host is already there waiting for you. And that is exactly how every Christian should operate at the level as of an intercessor. And you will enjoy the presence and power of God. Let me, let me share this small testimony. In a factory, 
there was a factory, a very big factory, that was producing thousands of products every day. And suddenly they had a problem and the, and the engine machine broke down. They invited engineers of all kinds and they began to work to locate the problem. For two weeks, no solution. For three weeks, no solution. They couldn't find a fault. But there is, there is one intercessor that is an admin staff that has been there with them. And when the news came that they may not be able to pay salary because the factory is not working again. So the, the intercessor had it. He went down on his knee. Praise the Lord. And he prayed. And God showed him the factory. And showed him where the fault is. And this intercessor just came out and told the engineer, please come. Let me show you what God has shown me, where the trouble is. And he pointed at a place. Say, lose this place and change it. That is the trouble. They say, what do you mean? Look at this one. Why? These uh, people of uh, 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 God, talking God all the time. We have done all this and that. They began to speak grammar. He said, lose this place. That is the problem. And eventually, <laughs> they obeyed. They went and they lose the place. And after losing the place, they now saw the, something that was like the problem. And they changed it. And the factory started working. And brethren, let me tell you. Every man in that factory began to believe that small intercessor. Everybody now began to come for the prayer. Which he had been calling and they were not going. And eventually revival entered that factory. Praise the Lord. If you are an intercessor, God will use you to revive the place you are working. God is able to do that. Look at another small testimony. Demon Shakarian, the founder of Food Gospel, he had 3,000 dairy cows. He was the largest dairy farmer in Los Angeles, United States of America. And he was the biggest farm. But in that season, there was an outbreak of tuberculosis, TB. TB is a zoonotic disease. It affects the animal and man. And so the policy of TB outbreak is to destroy the farm. And you start afresh with TB-free animals. And so, they have been destroying several farms. When they test any farm, it's up to 30% TB. They will destroy the whole farm and close it down. And so they have closed so many farms and they came to Demos home and they tested it and they detected 10% TB infection. It's not yet up to the, uh, the number level to destroy the farm. So they said they will come back next week to test again with a view that by next week, because the thing spreads, by next week they would have gotten up to 30-40% and to close the farm. You know what Demos did? Demos interceded. He went into prayer. He's an intercessor. He fasted. He prayed for three days. And at the end of three days fasting, he went to his farm and he began to lay hand on every cow. He laid hand on 3,000 cows. 
And by the time he finished that, uh, that uh, process, next week, they now brought highly qualified professional veterinary surgeons to do the test. And they began to test. They began to test. Brethren, they were embarrassed that even the 10% they saw the previous week were no longer there. That is what God can do. An intercessor has the power to bring about a radical change. Because God can do all things. And there is nothing to have for God to do. Brethren, from today, you will become an intercessor. From today, you will begin to intercede. You begin to be like Joshua who took his people over the Jordan and divided their inheritance because he was an intercessor. Remember that the captain of the host of Lost Army was with Joshua. So wherever he went as an intercessor, God was with him. Praise the Lord. And so, what shall I do to become an intercessor? That's the last segment on we prayer. I'm sure my time is almost going. First, you develop a burden. Then number two, do not stay idle with your Holy Ghost, with your born again. Tell somebody, do not stay idle with your Holy Ghost. Yes, that you are born again, and that you are Holy Ghost. That you are speaking in tongue. Don't stay in your house with it. You are just using it for yourself. Use it in your office. Use it in your village. Use it in your omona. You know? Have kingdom in mind. Have kingdom, number three, have the kingdom of God in mind. For you to be a good an intercessor, you must have the kingdom of God in mind. Everything you are doing or saying is about the kingdom. You are cooking in your kitchen. You are saying you will eat this food so that you become healthy. So that you will serve God better. <laughs> Not just to eat food and become fat. It's, it's useless. You are eating food to be strong so that you will be able to serve God. That is it. Then, number four. Avoid the group that misbehave. Any group that misbehave. Don't associate with them. If you will associate with them, is to go and preach to them or talk to them about the kingdom. But not to be in their company as, uh, as, your, as your fellows. They are not your fellows. Any group that misbehave, what do I mean by misbehavior? Those that dress foolishly, they are misbehaving. Those that talk worldly, those that tell lies, those that speak proudly, boastfully, they are misbehaving. Anytime you see somebody that is misbehaving, leave that person alone or preach to him. They quarrel, they fight, they envy one another. These are the people that you must avoid. Any man that quarrels with his wife or beat him, don't, don't make him a friend because you will start beating your own also. Anything you see, in fact, or if you go there, talk to him. Anybody that is drinking, smoking. There are somebody again that say uh, uh, drinking is no problem. Why did, why did God tell 
the mother and father of John the Baptist that alcohol should not enter his mouth so that he can use him. If you are born again, you stop drinking, you stop smoking, full stop. If you, are, if you, if you didn't do that or you refuse to do that, you are misbehaving. That is simple. And anywhere you go, anywhere you go, you work for God in that place. <laughs> There's this thing that happened in my own I went home in one Christmas and we, we were having a meeting and they raised a point that why is there so many sicknesses in the own And so many people have died and are dying. And there is, what do we do? And so many people are, are, are in drunkenness, some are in smoking, that things are getting bad. What do we do? I said, do you know, we, let us set a committee. I didn't want to rush it. I said, let us set up a committee. I'm giving you this formula. You can do it in your own manner. I said, let us set a committee of elders to look into what is causing all those things and provide a solution. And so when they, then we came back uh, after the next uh, meeting, and they, we, they agreed that this problem is caused by demon, by witches, by Satan. I said, okay, how do we do it? What is your solution? They said we can go traditional or, uh, or spiritual or church way. I said, okay, which one do we use? I said, everybody that you are here, you, if you like uh, uh, traditional, you will give us a reason why you like traditional. If you like uh, church way, give us a reason so that it will be our decision. I know where I was going, but I didn't want to come out. And they said they want uh, some, only three persons say traditional. And one of them is the head of uh, adults in our village. And he said he's the one having the offer of the whole Mona. And that he claimed to be everything. And, and uh, the others, the whole rest of the others say, let us call a man of God. Let us do the church way. I told them, okay, now you can see majority has carried the vote, isn't it? Are we not in democracy? They say we are. So we agreed. And they gave a date, June two, 2018. They, they, they gave a date, June 5. I brought a man of God, a strong land deliverer, a man of God, and he came and spent three days with my own mother. I was cooking food. I was hosting the men of God. Brethren, by the time we finished, the whole mother became born again. Praise the Lord. All of them gave their life to Jesus Christ. Many of them brought their, their charms and threw away. But that this very man that refused, that said he's in charge of this and that. Brethren, I returned to Enugu four days after I came back. They, they rang me and said that man has died. We have already buried him. He died. The man that refused. Let me tell you, the word of God is, Jesus is so powerful that if you, if you abuse him, if you refuse, after you have heard what I'm saying now, you still refuse him. Huh. Be careful. Be careful. Because the word of God is powerful. Sharper than two-edged sword. That's what the Bible said. 
So brethren, I now conclude because of time. The Bible said in 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 1, Be strong in the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Endure hardness. Be strong in the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me tell you, things are difficult. So, Bible is telling us to be strong. To be strong. Don't allow anything to weigh you down. Endure hardness. Even when things are hard, Bible says endure it. So that you still stay. Joseph endured hardness and still stayed. He even went to prison. He still stayed. That is hardness. He endured all of it. <laughs> but at the end, he became the prime minister of Egypt. Promotion is waiting for anybody that endured hardness. Anybody that went through suffering for Christ's sake. You have suffered for Christ's sake. You, have, you are struggling to, to stay. And it's difficult. After you finish enduring that, there is a promotion. And that promotion is what many people are losing. Many of us are losing that promotion. But from today, it will no longer be so in the name of Jesus. And so, brethren, how many of you desire to start doing something from today concerning this revival we are talking about? How many of you, you need to sit down and plan it and pray. And then you begin to do something. Joshua was born again, full of Holy Ghost. But God said unto him, be strong and very courageous. So, <laughs> you are born again, you are full of Holy Ghost. But God is still telling you to be strong. There are challenges. And you must be strong in order to overcome. God is looking for men. God is looking for women. Who will take their, their people over the Jordan. The Jordan of their sin. The Jordan of their unbelief. The Jordan of their wickedness. God is looking for people that will take intercessors that will take their people across the Jordan of their poverty. Across their Jordan of corruption. Across their Jordan of sin. All Jordans. God is looking for people, intercessors, to take the Joshua's, to take our people across their Jordan, their Jordan of difficulties. Intercessor can do it. If you intercede on anything, you will get a good result. Let us pray. We are going to pray. Lord Jesus, we want to thank you for this message. You have blessed us seriously with your word in this place. And we are now ready to go into action. I don't know if there is anyone here that wants to give his life to Jesus. If you have not given your life to Jesus, you are making a mistake. Because you will not go far. I want to tell you that I gave my own life to Jesus in September 1990. That's 30 years ago. In full gospel business fellowship international. And a dramatic thing happened in my life. Something left my body. And something else came in. Which I know is the Holy Ghost. And from that day. I began to run for Christ. I started running for Christ. I joined several fellowships. I joined Gideon Bible Society. I joined Great Commission. I joined full gospel business fellowship international. I joined Nigeria Praise. I joined Jesus Power. I joined the World Hebrew Prayer Assembly. I joined Intercessors for Nigeria. 
I began to run for God. It's only now that I'm cooling down. I have left many of them. I, I now remain just in full gospel and Nigeria praise. As serving officers in these two places. Because it was getting too much on me. Brethren, if you have not given your life to Jesus, so that thing in your body will remain there. And will not allow Holy Ghost to come in. I don't know if there is anybody here that has not yet given your life to Jesus. I told you I gave my own 30 years ago. And by God's grace, it is stayed there. The Holy Ghost is stayed there. Can you now raise your hand? Just raise your hand above your head. If you want to give your life to Jesus. I will just pray a short prayer. You will not come out. You just raise your hand and I pray for you. Yes, thank God for that hand. Thank God for that hand. I just say a word of prayer, a short word of prayer for you. And you are born again, even from now. And that is what God is saying to you now. And so, yes, those of you raising your hand, you will say after me, just say after me where you are, my Father and my God, I have heard your word. I believe your word. I have decided to give my life to you. Lord Jesus, I give my life to you. From now, you are my Lord and my personal Savior. Be my God, even from henceforth, unto evermore. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. I pray for you. Our Father and our God, thank you for these ones that have raised their hands to give their life to you. From now, they have entered into the congregation of the children of God. And we admit them by cancelling their names in the book of death and transferring their names into the book of life. From henceforth, you are born again. And God be with you. God help you. God lead you. God strengthen you. And make you a great servant of his. In the name of Jesus. Thank you our father. In Jesus name we pray.